0: Hi, this is Drew Garcia with the Landscape Group. Thank you for listening to today's interview brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Drew Garcia, and today we have the opportunity to speak with Kyle Snow from Snow and Sons Landscaping. Kyle, thank you for joining us. Um, If you wouldn't mind, just give us a quick bio of the company. Sure.
1: Um, We do full-scale maintenance so uh we have maintenance design build design build team does enhancements as well hardscaping um we have a lawn care division that focuses mostly solely on that and the irrigation division as well and then we have a garden division that does fine garden, uh annual installs okay maintenance and where are you guys located where's the where's the office um western massachusetts so uh, up and down the 91 quarter or mass, and we're mostly isolated up and down that corridor.
0: Single location, do you have any branches that you administer from just that one spot? No, nope, just that one spot. Okay. And uh, in terms of number of employees, how many people are out in the field? Uh, peak,
1: uh, mid-season, summer, around 110. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it drops to probably nine, around ninety. Okay. Yep. And that's when that you'll do where well, you do some you'll do some snow work and everything uh the one time typically mid-summer okay and then the, we do get some fluctuation with like college you know, okay. students and then uh, fall time 90 and then when we go into winter it drops
0: off significantly okay. and then
1: we do do snow removal
0: that's mostly all we do in the winter okay and uh who kind of heads up safety for the company is it a group or single person that kind of focuses on that for you guys who, where does that delegate or fall um, I'd say it's more as a group
1: okay. um we the management team in general has uh, we do bi-weekly safety meetings uh, we talk about it frequently we talk about it when we do our large spring meetings and fall
0: meetings we just talk about it constantly frequently. okay uh, so not a single person kind of um, running with it more of a group effort um, everyone's kind of come up with their information to, to provide and bring to those meetings uh, yeah, for the, yeah
1: for the most part at uh, the owner does probably push and just make sure everything, safety meetings are happening and all sure. that. If there's certain topics to cover, but no, we kind of all
0: do it okay as a group. So we kind of shift into the, uh, you know, the injuries that can occur from work and, you know, no secret, there's a labor shortage, workforce shortage, and that has trickle down effects on everything on the business and then also on safety. Have you seen any effects that you think is stemming from that? Is there anything that you guys are trying to get out ahead of? that might've caused an issue with safety as it relates to, uh, the shortage in the workforce. I don't, I don't think the shortage in the workforce Mm -hmm. has created any issues. We've
1: been lucky and fortunate to not have many issues, not just this year, years past as well. So, um, we try to just really focus on training and not putting people too soon into situations where they can be prone to
0: getting hurt. Getting hurt, hurt, right. Uh, training. So, you know, great point there. And I know on the insurance side for landscape about 50% of all work related injuries happen within the first six months to a year of employment. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned training and kind of the onboarding process. What does that look like for you guys when you bring on a new employee? Is it uh, a regimen of uh, trainings that they that they go through? What does that process look like for the new employee? Um, To an extent, uh, we're trying to
1: improve and be better at that. So we do do some orientation, some initial training on site. Um, I'll be honest, we do better at certain times of the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's easier to do that in the spring before things are crazy, but it's the (laughs) middle of like a spring, early summer rush. It's harder to do that when it's one person at a time. Right. it's in the spring and it's a bigger group, we definitely do a better job. So we're trying to be better and more consistent with that. But uh, yeah, some initial onboarding, training on site, and then, training in the field. Um, probably a lot of it is our culture and the, and the and we have really good people and really good crew leaders, really good crew foremen that know what to do and to be careful and they're good at making sure they're not putting somebody else, especially somebody new, into a situation that they're probably not comfortable with yet sure. and might prone, be more prone
0: to something happening. Absolutely, yeah. We look at technology and it continues to evolve, and so we're seeing smarter equipment, lighter equipment, battery-powered equipment that's making its way, you know, into this space. Is there anything you guys are using from a technology perspective, maybe an application on the phone or um, you know, new equipment that's you know creating any kind of piece with safety or interleaks? Are you guys using any kind of technology as it relates to safety?
1: Specifically, no, but I guess I mean with I mean we do have a software system most of the information's all on their phones or Mm -hmm. tablets. Um, Obviously, new equipment, whether it's mini skid steers, our lawn care equipment's all ride on. We don't push unless it's a thing we can't get into. Obviously, those things help put less stress on the the individual. The physical piece. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that is certainly helping. Is, Is it anything specific to safety? No, but obviously, it plays a factor. Yeah,
0: big picture. So 110 employees, you know, down to 90, you had said, and then drops off in the winter a little bit more. How many trucks, what does your fleet look like? How many um, vehicles do you typically have out there? Total with production and management, Mm -hmm. 70. Okay. And, you know, uh, distracted driving, that's an issue. Uh, Driver training, to me, I think the biggest exposure to most landscape contractors is in their fleet because, you know, there's a um, there's, you got 70 trucks, you know, within your company. So it's 70 different people driving maybe at, at any one time throughout the day. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing to, uh, get out ahead of that? What does driver training driver selection look like for your company? And how often are you talking about driver safety with, with your drivers? Uh, we talk about it as a group a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. The distracted driving is a
1: major concern in general, just phone use in general, mm-hmm. not just while driving. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially, it seems to be becoming more of a problem in more the last five years. But um, we talk about it a lot. We overemphasize it. Um, obviously, the crews know not to be on the phone while driving.
0: Is there any have any policy, any written policy that you use for um, cell phone usage, or have you, you know, been able to? I know some people have little systems that'll shut the phone off while when they get in the car have you gone to that extent no not to that extent Mm -hmm. obviously
1: yes there are policies and we talk about them all the time
0: right we're not riding in the truck
1: with the crews yeah so yeah um we just talk about a lot overemphasize it um we haven't had any issues that we obviously know of but um we just talk
0: about it as much as we can yeah as much as you can and it's not new to any you know everyone knows they shouldn't be on their phone while they're in the car and uh it's a it's a problem, but it's something that has to you know constantly be talked about. So it's everyone it's fresh in everyone's mind mm-hmm. all the time. How about technology as it relates to fleet management? Do you use any GPS tracking or FleetMatics to monitor your drivers' behavior? Or we G- yeah, it?
1: we have GPS on all the trucks. Um, we don't we don't over analyze it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly there. it red flag us if somebody's speeding. Um, if we get a complaint, which we don't often, of somebody calling and saying it, and we can obviously pinpoint where that vehicle was mm-hmm. and who it was and then address it. Again, we don't get that often. Um, we mostly use it for things like that. We don't sit there and look at it every day and overanalyze what it is, but we have the trucks have GPS. Um, so it helps if there's a situation so
0: we can, are you able, able to use that as training in any way? So if you have a, an employee who is speeding or harsh braking, you know, or, um, Swerving or whatever the system's able to pick up, mm-hmm. do you use that as a way to provide some feedback to that employee? Say, hey, you know, we got that, yeah. that happened. Yeah. Yes, we would. Okay.
1: We would have that conversation. I mean, we again, we overemphasize to them about not speeding, about, I mean, they're all, most of them are pulling trailers. So, right. you are pulling a truck and a trailer and you're speeding. It always, to the person you're going by, it looks and feels like you're going a lot faster than you probably even are anyway. So, um, we just, we talk to them about it a lot. We don't have really many issues with speeding.
0: Is there any uh pre-qualification when you bring on if someone's gonna drive for the company, you know, you might look at their motor motor vehicle record or an in person drive test. Do you guys get to that extent where you let them get behind the wheel and you kinda watch how they work with a trailer or anything like that? Um,
1: obviously with like the run their driver's license and everything, like the insurance company right. has that. Um, we do that to that extent it depends on the situation mm-hmm. we have do we do it every time honestly no mm-hmm. should we probably mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um it's so again I mean, another thing to manage it's you know it can be time consuming and difficult yes so if it's truck and trailer usually nobody starts for us and runs the truck and trailer after right bat. they're usually with a the crew they're usually with a crew foreman, crew leader that is doing that and mm-hmm. does it every day so usually as we're easing them into that try to have them do it with the the crew foreman in the truck so they can give guidance
0: and help and hands-on training. Yeah. Um, Again, does it happen every time? No, but that's what we try to do. Yeah. So as we look into 2020 coming into the new year in January, is there anything that you guys are really focusing on for the new year? Like one specific thing in safety that you really want to make sure either you continue to press or it's something new that you want to bring it um, within safety or within culture that's going to you know, ultimately affect safety?
1: Uh, we're actually, we're really just trying to improve and be more consistent and be better with onboarding and training. Mm-hmm. So we're really just trying to, we've gotten better, we've improved it. Um, we're just trying to improve it more, be more consistent,
0: do more with that.
1: What do you and think? That should hopefully, tri- that, that will trickle.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And what yeah, what would you use? Is there anything in particular you think you might, um, is it an outside service you might use to help with that or creating internal content for for those trainings? Where are you looking for that information?
1: Um, we have created some internal content. Previously, we talked about creating more of it. We have kind
0: of looked at outside mm-hmm. some of the outside
1: softwares and, and options. We don't currently use them. Um, we may okay. in the future, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, we do have some internal stuff. We're going to try to create more internal stuff. We try to do a bunch of hands-on, stuff in those first, that first day or two, and then really try to have the operations when they can get out in the field with those, with everybody new early on and work with them in the field as well. Got it. Okay. So we're trying to be more consistent and improve that
0: overall. Right. Okay. And to the landscape company that's just starting out. So they just opened their doors and they got a ton of things going on, you know, in their head, safety can kind of get pushed to the wayside in the beginning. What would you suggest to them to a new you know, to a new company, if you could say, Hey, focus on one thing with safety, what would that one thing be to that to that new company, that new landscape company?
1: Um, probably <clears throat> have it try to make it be part of your culture. Mm-hmm. Try to make it be something mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be thought about as an afterthought. Have it be you're developing and you're starting out from scratch, have it be part of the culture. Yeah. And then hire people that embrace that and train them to do it correctly so that they're training they got new people under them. They're training that down. and
0: Those would be probably the two things. That makes a ton of sense. How about the company landscape company? They've been doing this for a long time, you know, status quo on the safety program. You know, they, they're comfortable with where they're at. What would you challenge them to do with their program? It could be, it could be similar to what you would say to the new company, but what would you bring to them to say, Hey, you know, try this or look at it this way. Is there anything that you would advise that company? Um,
1: I don't know. It'd probably depend what their issues, if, if they're having issues, what sure. the issues were. Sure. Probably, again, goes back to, if you can have it be ingrained in the culture, it doesn't, it's not overly ingrained in ours, it's just they know it's something important. They We obviously want them all to be careful and safe and not right. get injured. Um, having it ingrained in the culture is probably the best thing you
0: can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a common theme that we've heard from from most people is, you know, you when you improve that culture, it benefits everything, you know, not just safety, just everything in general. Um, and then you do create the better decision-making process out in the field when they know that it's a big deal to the company and that they should be aware of safety scenarios. They're just making better decisions when they're not proper, you know, they're not being, um, no one's looking over their shoulder the whole time. You know, you want to make sure that they're making the right decision when nobody's looking. And I think culture does breed that. Mm -hmm. Has there been anything in your career? that someone has suggested to you best piece of advice on safety. It might not re- relate directly to safety, but what's a, what's a something that someone's told you that you've kind of grabbed onto and used for your own?
1: Um, I don't Nothing specific jumps mm-hmm. out. Um, just overemphasizing the importance of training. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that not to look at training as a cost, but as a long-term benefit. It's going to cost you a lot more if you're not training people properly. That's a good and if you point are. Right. So probably that. Okay.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, we appreciate Kyle taking the time to join us today. Uh, we heard a lot of stuff that you know we've, we've heard in the past where it's culture and being consistent. And I think these are words that aren't secrets. You know, It's just how are you able to bring this to your company. And Kyle, we thank you for sharing your story and taking your time uh, to be with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com.